0: Chapter Two of the Emerald City of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two How Uncle Henry Got Into Trouble Dorothy Gale lived on a farm in Kansas with her Aunt Em and her Uncle Henry. It was not a big farm, nor a very good one, because sometimes the rain did not come when the crops needed it, and then everything withered and dried up once a cyclone had carried away uncle henry's house so that he was obliged to build another and as he was a poor man he had to mortgage his farm to get the money to pay for the new house then his health became bad and he was too feeble to work the doctor ordered him to take a sea voyage and he went to australia and took dorothy with him that cost a lot of money too uncle henry grew poorer every year and the crops raised on the farm only brought food for the family. Therefore, the mortgage could not be paid. At last, the banker who had loaned him the money said that if he did not pay on a certain day, his farm would be taken away from him. This worried Uncle Henry a good deal, for without the farm he would have no way to earn a living. He was a good man and worked in the field as hard as he could, and Aunt Em did all the housework with Dorothy's help. Yet they did not seem to get along. This little girl, Dorothy, was like dozens of little girls, you know. She was loving and usually sweet-tempered, and had a round, rosy face and earnest eyes. Life was a serious thing to Dorothy and a wonderful thing, too, for she had encountered more strange adventures in her short life than many other girls of her age. Aunt Em once said she thought the fairies must have marked Dorothy at her birth, because she had wandered into strange places and had always been protected by some unseen power. As for Uncle Henry, he thought his little niece merely a dreamer, as her dead mother had been, for he could not quite believe all the curious stories Dorothy told him of the Land of Oz, which she had several times visited. He did not think that she tried to deceive her uncle and aunt, but he imagined that she had dreamed all those astonishing adventures, and that the dreams had been so real to her that she had come to believe them true. Whatever the explanation might be, it was certain that Dorothy had been absent from her Kansas home for several long periods, always disappearing unexpectedly, yet always coming back safe and sound, with amazing tales of where she had been and the unusual people she had met. Her uncle and aunt listened to her stories eagerly, and, in spite of their doubts, began to feel that the little girl had gained a lot of experience and wisdom that were unaccountable in this age when fairies are supposed no longer to exist most of dorothy's stories were about the land of oz with its beautiful emerald city and the lovely girl ruler named ozma who was the most faithful friend of the little kansas girl when dorothy told about the riches of this fairy country uncle henry would sigh for he knew that a single one of the great emeralds that were so common there would pay all his debts and leave his farm free But Dorothy never brought any jewels home with her, so their poverty became greater every year. When the banker told Uncle Henry that he must pay the money in thirty days or leave the farm, the poor man was in despair, as he knew he could not possibly get the money. So he told his wife, Aunt Em, of his trouble, and she first cried a little and then said that they must be brave and do the best they could, and go away somewhere and try to earn an honest living. But they were getting old and feeble, and she feared that they would not take care of Dorothy as well as they had formerly done. Probably the little girl would also be obliged to go to work. They did not tell their niece the sad news for several days, not wishing to make her unhappy, but one morning the little girl found Aunt Em softly crying while Uncle Henry tried to comfort her. Then Dorothy asked them to tell her what was the matter. "'We must give up the farm, my dear,' replied her uncle, sadly, "'and wander away into the world to work for our living.' The girl listened quite seriously, for she had not known before how desperately poor they were. "'We don't mind for ourselves,' said her aunt, stroking the little girl's head tenderly. "'But we love you as if you were our own child.' And we are heartbroken to think that you must also endure poverty and work for a living before you have grown big and strong. What could I do to earn money? asked Dorothy. You might do housework for someone, dear. You are so handy. Or perhaps you could be a nursemaid to little children. I'm sure I don't know exactly what you can do to earn money. But if your uncle and I are able to support you, we will do it willingly and send you to school we fear though that we shall have much trouble in earning a living for ourselves no one wants to employ old people who are broken down in health as we are Dorothy smiled wouldn't it be funny she said for me to do housework in kansas when i'm a princess in the land of oz a princess they both exclaimed astonished yes ozma made me a princess some time ago and she has often begged me to come and live always in the emerald city said the child her uncle and aunt looked at her in amazement then the man said do you suppose you could manage to return to your fairyland my dear oh yes replied dorothy i could do that easily how asked aunt em ozma sees me every day at four o'clock in her magic picture she can see me wherever i am no matter what i am doing and at that time if i make a certain secret sign she will send for me by means of the magic belt which i once captured from the gnome king then in the wink of an eye i shall be with ozma in her palace the elder people remained silent for some time after dorothy had spoken finally aunt em said with another sigh of regret if that is the case dorothy perhaps you'd better go and live in the emerald city it will break our hearts to lose you from our lives but you will be so much better off with your fairy friends that it seems wisest and best for you to go i'm not so sure about that remarked uncle henry shaking his gray head doubtfully these things all seem very real to dorothy i know but i'm afraid our little girl won't find her fairyland just what she had dreamed it to be it would make me very unhappy to think that she was wandering among strangers who might be unkind to her dorothy laughed merrily at this speech and then she became very sober again for she could see how all this trouble was worrying her aunt and uncle and knew that unless she found a way to help them their future lives would be quite miserable and unhappy she knew that she could help them she had thought of a way already yet she did not tell them at once what it was because she must ask ozma's consent before she would be able to carry out her plans so she only said if you will promise not to worry a bit about me i'll go to the land of oz this very afternoon and i'll make a promise too That "'You shall both see me again before the day comes when you must leave this farm.' "'That day isn't far away now,' her uncle sadly replied. "'I did not tell you of our trouble until I was obliged to, dear Dorothy. "'So the evil time is near at hand. "'But if you are quite sure your fairy friends will give you a home, "'it will be best for you to go to them, as your aunt says.' that was why dorothy went to her little room in the attic that afternoon taking with her a small dog named toto Uh, the dog had curly black hair and big brown eyes and loved dorothy very dearly the child had kissed her uncle and aunt affectionately before she went upstairs and now she looked around her little room rather wistfully gazing at the simple trinkets and worn calico and gingham dresses as if they were old friends she was tempted at first to make a bundle of them yet she knew very well that they would be of no use to her in her future life she sat down upon a broken-backed chair the only one the room contained and holding toto in her arms waited patiently until the clock struck four then she made the secret signal that had been agreed upon between her and ozma uncle henry and aunt em waited downstairs they were uneasy and a good deal excited for this is a practical humdrum world and it seemed to them quite impossible that their little niece could vanish from her home and travel instantly to fairyland so they watched the stairs which seemed to be the only way that dorothy could get out of the farmhouse and they watched them a long time They heard the clock strike four, but there was no sound from above. Half-past four came, and now they were too impatient to wait any longer. Softly they crept up the stairs to the door of the little girl's room. Dorothy, Dorothy, they called. There was no answer. They opened the door and looked in. The room was empty. End of chapter 2